Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. want to um, just take a short time just to introduce what we're going to do next, which is break bread together. And um, just called it a place at the table. And that looks quite nice there, doesn't it? Don't you quite like to sit at that table? I think that would be a pleasant meal, wouldn't it? But I was just thinking, actually, you know, this, over this last few weeks, we've probably sat at a lot of tables. And we've probably sat at tables that have been full of food or Give me a wave if you had Christmas crackers on your table in the last week. And who pulled the crackers? Who pulled the cracker first? Who was the first to pull the cracker? You lot. I I knew it would be you. But it's lovely, isn't it, to come in and to see the table set and to see everything laid out and then to see all the food brought out and and in the center and all the nice drinks and treats and everything else. And there's something really precious about a table just a simple piece of furniture, and yet it's a place of food, which is always a good thing, of friendship, of fellowship, of fun, and, you know, that's just a Christmas table. How much more this table that we talk about today, we're going to talk about the Lord's table, talk about communion, breaking bread, and, and the Lord's Supper, and how wonderful and precious this table really is. And here's the good news. Everybody is invited. In uh, Romans 5, if you just put the next slide up, please. In the message, it says, by entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us. This is what God has always wanted to do for you and for me. It's this, to set us right with him, to make us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our master, Jesus. And not only that. Remember David's message last week? But God has done everything that's necessary for us to be fit to be with him. And here's the thing. He's inviting you and he's inviting me to come to the table. And here I have my invitation. Who's been given an invitation to a party recently? Give me a little. Or to a wedding. Or to a fancy schmancy do. But there's something wonderful about being invited, isn't it? Because you think, somebody has actually thought about me, and they want me to spend time with them at a special event. There's something really precious about being invited to something. And God is inviting each one of us to come to him, to come into his presence. So as great as it might be for your friend to invite you to a party or a family member to invite you to something that they're doing, God is inviting each one of us, and he's calling us by name. He's calling you and he's calling me. He's called us by name. And it says this in Romans 5 verse 2. These are all from the message. It says this, we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown the doors open to us. Sometimes we think, Lord, I'm, I'm ready to open my life to you. And then we realize as we open our life to him, he's already opened his life to us because of what Jesus has done for us. Jesus says this in John 6:35, I am the bread of life. 
Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This meal today is us coming to Jesus and recognizing that we need never be spiritually hungry again. We never spiritually thirst again because of what he's done for us. I've been invited to this wonderful table. However, how am I looking right now? Shabby. I mean, spent my first three years in eldership in this outfit. Nobody said anything at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sarah wears these. I don't do any DIY, but... But yeah, I'm invited, but actually I look at myself and I think, oh no, I can't. I, this is embarrassing. This is really embarrassing. But then it says this later on in Romans 5, Christ arrived right on time to make this happen. He didn't and he doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. There's nothing I can do about my sin. There's nothing I can do about my guilt. There's nothing I can do about these rags. But when I come to Jesus Christ, I realize that he's done everything that's necessary for me to be clean. Look away, please. No. In Romans, <laughs> second Romans, can I have a help, Elijah? Did you just pull my? Oh, hang on. Here's the good news. Second, uh, one, uh, Second Corinthians 5.21, it says this, He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could receive his righteousness. Not only has he cleansed us, not only has he wiped away our sin, easy tigers, but he's clothed us in his righteousness. He makes us look way better than we could ever make ourselves look because of the work of Jesus Christ. And now I realize I'm being invited and I realize that Jesus at just the right time came and died for me and made a sacrifice for my sins. He cleansed me and he gave me his righteousness that I can now come to the table feeling like I look good, as in right righteous. I look good to God. You look good to God when you respond to Jesus Christ. And I come to the table and I realize not only am I invited, not only has he dressed me in the right outfit, but there's a place for me at the table. And here's the good news. It's prepaid. I could never afford it. I couldn't afford this meal. Forget Michelin star nonsense, muck. This is the covenant meal. This is the meal. This is the, the, the precious body and blood of my Savior, of the creator of everything. This is the meal I'm partaking in today. And there's a place for me that's prepaid, reserved. And there's a place for you today that's prepaid and reserved. 
And it's not based on whether you've had a good week or a bad week, whether you felt rough or whether you felt brilliant or anything in between. It's on this, Jesus Christ and everything that he's done. It says this, God has prepared a place for us. Now we are set right with God by means of this sacrificial death. There is no, listen to this. There is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. It says that in Romans 5, 9. In Psalm 23, verse 5, it tells us he prepares a table for us, prepares a feast for us in the presence of our enemies, and our cup overflows with blessing. I've got a place at the table. I should sit down. Is that okay with everybody? And then when I get to the table and I sit down, I realize there's a menu. Hmm. I wonder what the uh, plat de jour is. But in Romans 5 verse 10, it says, When we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of his son. Now that we're at our best, just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of his resurrection life. When I was at odds with God, he made a way for me to come to the table. But now that I've received the life of Christ, there's resurrection life for me available at this table. So in John 6, 51, Jesus says, I am the living bread that came from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. John 6, 54, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise them up on the last day. And as I come to the table today, I realize I'm invited. That's good. I realize that I'm clothed and dressed appropriately. That's good. I realize there's a place for me and it's prepaid. Thank you, Lord. I look at the menu and I start to see the things that I can enjoy at this table. Life. Life. Healing. Strength is a good one. Peace. Another good one. Joy. Free from guilt. How about this? Hope for the future. In spite of Brexit or anybody else or anything else, hope for the future. And a wonderful thing here as well, belonging. I sit at the table. I've been invited I'm clothed in Christ's righteousness. He's reserved a place for me. I look at the meal and I realize all the benefits of this meal, all the nutrients that are there for me to enjoy. And then, here's the wonderful thing. In this place, it's a place of communion. It says this in verse 11. Now that we have actually received this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say in plodding prose, we sing and shout our praise to God through Jesus, our Messiah. Jesus says this in Romans, uh, in Revelation 3. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and share a meal together as friends. I'm sitting at the table today because God has invited me. And you can come to this table today because God has invited you. You are allowed to come because you're clothed in the righteousness of Christ if you've put your faith and trust in him. When you come, know there's a place for you here. When you come, recognize the benefits that are in this meal today. And lastly, know this, that as we take this meal, we do it together. This is a communion. And also, God is here with us right now by his spirit. So I'm just going to pray, and then 
I wonder if, if those who are the deacons in the church would come and serve us. Would that be okay? So if you're part of the diaconate, just wanted to say diaconate. If you just come forward and, and prepare the bread for us, that would be great. And I would just like us to pray together. This is a meal for believers. This is a meal for those who've given their life to Jesus Christ. They've made that decision to do it. If you're not sure whether your child has done that, then as parents, I'd ask if you would just monitor your children. And if you're here today and you've never made that decision, I'd love to pray with you for you to make that opportunity today. Ted is ready to go with his car. If you would like to talk to me and, and I'd like to make myself available to pray with you, that would be great. Um, there's a song that I'd like us just to play in the background. It's called The Communion Song. It's by Matt Redman. And it's, the words in it are, are, are really powerful, I think, and really important for us. And there's something that he says. By your mercy, we come to your table. By your grace, you are making us faithful. Lord, we remember you. And remembrance leads us to worship. And as we worship you, our worship leads to communion. We respond to your invitation. We remember you. We're just going to honor Jesus together right now. Can I ask you just to prepare your heart again? Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church, and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>